attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists and brains of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now your host broadcasting from deep within the pod chamber, that man of science, Tatore. <laughs> Buongiorno, married people and singularities. It is I, Dottore Bolordo, man of science, effortlessly mouthing word chunks at you for this, our sixth installment of Blastro Podcast. Now, if you're like me, you're a famous scientist with all the right moves. But if you're not, then you may observe some forces in the universe as an explainable phenomenon. And the biggest and hungriest of these mysteries are the cosmic conundrums called black holes. So get ready to hop into the star chamber of the Imaginamus as we journey beyond the solar system to a place where the sun don't shine. And I'm not talking about booties. We're going into the black holes and... Blaster Podcast. For today's Blaster Podcast, I would like to submit the following candidate. He is an actore, a directore, a music writer guy, and it can only be my one and only friend, Nick Freed. Nick, how are you hanging? I'm doing all right. All right. End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. What the hell was that? What the hell was what? That that noise? Nick, we're in the middle of an episode. I can't be bothered with your noise hallucinations. Nick, tell us all about yourself. Why are you here? Uh, well, I uh, am the artistic director of Chicago Del Arte. Um, <clears throat> I make sure that everything we put on stage is good. Um, uh, I also act in some of the shows, direct some of the shows, um, on top of acting around the city and other things. Slow down. What is an artistic director? Uh, He is someone who works with his company members to help pick shows and make sure that we put forth the best possible show we can using the uh, resources we have, as well as the sticking to the sort of motto of the company as best we can which is always hold your own man uh no no coffee left behind uh well no it's turtles lay eggs in the grass no it's uh art for everyone is our our motto and sort of that's nice but have you thought of this nick artistic direct nick Mm -hmm. art for serial killers because they don't deserve art they deserve to be punished so we do art for them? Like, do we go to prisons and perform for them? Do you or perform do for a serial killer? Uh, well, no, I'm just trying to... C- or do you... Do you? Do they write shows for us and then we perform them for others? No, I'm saying don't give them art. Oh. I'm prejudiced. I'm oh. a detore. Right, so... We'll probably cut this part. <laughs> 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 art for everyone. Right. Sounds nice. Yeah, it's nice. We like to, you know, no audience member left behind. Okay, so you do, when you talk about shows, mm-hmm. you mean live uh, live play shows or movie shows? Live play shows. 
Live play shows. Yeah. And mostly, mostly it's, well, it all is Commedia dell'arte. What is this Commedia dell'arte? Uh, it is a, uh, it's an old form from Italy uh, and from the 15th century where it's all masked characters, uh, it's all archetypes, and uh, we sort of do shows based on very thin sort of skeletons of shows that oh. we kind of improvise with. And it's it's not actual skeleton. Skeleton show. No, we don't do shows with skeletons uh, or ghosts. Go on. Um, it's 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 people, real people. Real people. Real people wearing masks and costumes uh. that are indicative of their characters, and they perform the show. Um, most of it is somewhat scripted, but a good portion of it is improvised. Okay. So I'm trying to discern g- what is the difference between a comedian dell'arte and a regular theater dell'arte. In a regular play, no mask. Right. <coughs> right. In regular play, they don't usually wear masks. They don't wear masks. So you don't give them candy? N- no. No, they don't get candy. No. They, they, they usually shun candy. Yeah, because they have to be thin because it's a harsh business. It is. That's why I got out of the acting game, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because people are like, look at you. You look like the Globe Theater. Get it? And I said, no. Yeah. And then they kicked me out of the Globe Theater. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be sorry. Oh, okay. You, the hearing is a blessing, Nick. Anything you can hear these days is a good thing. <laughs> you know, this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. <coughs> In Commedia dell'arte, mm-hmm. they have masks. Right. Which are indicative. Indicator of their characters? Indicative, yeah. Okay. So give me an example of a mask with character that tells about his mask. Um, Well, there's Arlecchino, whose mask usually has a bump on it because he's a servant character, and usually when he does things wrong, his master will hit him in the head. Oh, yeah, like when I beat my servant, Arlecchino. Right. Right. Right, a lot like that, yeah. Interesting. Um, There's also... um, uh, Capitano, who has a big nose on his mask because he's very... Uh, arrogant and uh, boastful and it's sort of indicative of his ego. Oh, I get it. Like Pinocchio, when he got more arrogant, his schlong, his nose got schlonger. Yeah, except I don't don't think Pinocchio is really that arrogant. It was more of a lying thing. But, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Capitano. He is very much a blowhard. (laughs) <laughs> it was a blowhole. Remember the whales smoked up Pinocchio? Yeah, um, and, and he was inside the whale's mouth and he, he played the teeth like a xylophone. Yeah. With that cricket. That cricket, Criminy Jickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Criminy Jickets. Why does a cricket need an umbrella? What was he What was he afraid of, water? I mean, he's a cricket. Wouldn't they enjoy water? Or? I, I, well, have you ever seen, like, in the microcosm scale... When a drop of water is like the size of one of those things' heads, and they can stick their snoot into it and suck it out like a watery sphere. Yeah, I have seen that. I also was just confused as to how Criminy Jickets was as big as Pinocchio was almost. What? Oh my God, that's true. Pinocchio was a you know a wooden. Well, he's wooden, and then became he might a have boy. been splinter sized. Right, <laughs> but Geppetto was but just Geppetto a tiny <laughs> man, and right. the cat was little. <laughs> <laughs> was the world they were living in some sort of they were tiny person big world? They were in Thumbelina and they didn't tell you. What a mind fork. Oh, man. So, okay. Okay. You're not a cricket salesman. No. You'd make a good one, though. You work for Cricket Wireless? No, I don't. I don't either. I work for a restaurant, so. A restaurant? Mm-hmm. I thought you were an artistic director. 
Well, I am, but you know, it doesn't really pay. I get it. At all, you have to wear many hats right. to work in this town. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so you are artistic director of Chicago Del Arte. Mm-hmm. How do you know me? Well, you worked with us on a couple of shows. Did I? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you were in. You we you used to a show with us. I did. Blaster podcast was a show I did <laughs> not too long ago. <laughs> well, I. I, you're my friend Pantalone does shows with you. I've seen him. Right, yeah, and and your your roommate has been in a few shows with us. My well. idiot roommate, Mark Soloff. Yeah, that's swine. Where is he tonight? Did you kick him out? Or? Well, oh yeah, I put a sock on the door every time I do Blaster Podcast, and by the door by the door I mean the portcullis right. of the pod chamber. Right. Because when this pod is a recording, don't come with an ordinance for entering. Okay, I I don't know. Nick, what, yes. Oh, Nick. In addition to being the artistic master of Chicago Del Arte, right? You're also an actress. Yes. Tell us about your latest actoring. Um. Well. Uh, you did Copernicus by uh, William Shakespeare, right? Titus Andronicus by William Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes, another famous scientist. Right. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a Roman general uh not a scientist right but, but he invented the hand job um i don't know that he did <laughs> really <laughs> he um he murdered uh his emperor empress's sons and baked them into pies and oh spoil oh sorry guys spoiler alert <laughs> oh, <laughs> in, case yeah. you haven't read in case you haven't read it since 1645 he it, killed the emperor the sons yeah the sons of the empress who was then queen of the Goths. I bet she was not impressed after that. She wasn't. So then he killed her. Oh. Because she didn't like his pie. Well, it was sun pie. She likes moon pie. <laughs> when I did. Right. Yeah. Shut up. Mm. Okay, so you did, were you, did you play the pies? No, I was uh, the son of Titus Andronicus. I, I, I was his son who... Tito Andronicus. <laughs> his name was Lucius. Lucius Magusius. Lucius Magusius Andronicus, yeah, and he uh, avenges his father's death by killing the emperor who kills Titus. So, and then he becomes Lucius becomes emperor of Rome. Is that how it worked in Rome? All you had to do is cook some lady's kids and then murder her, and then your kid gets to be the emperor. Pretty much, yeah. It's all about bloodline and who gets killed last. Who makes the most bloodlines on the wall? Right. That's why I don't vote. Well, it's not quite the same anymore. I mean, there's no murders to become president or... Aren't there? Well... I've seen Patriot James. Remember when Harrison Ford says, get off my shift? Get uh, No, get off my snakes. On that's uh, Air Force One and snakes on a plane that you're confusing. Nick! Yes? Tell me about what you like to do for fun in your fun time. Um, I like to play music. Uh, what kind of instrument do you play? Uh, I play drums and guitar. Oh, like an octopus at the same time? Not at the same time, unfortunately. I can't do that. But I. Oh, okay. I I know it's not as imp- impressive, but uh, I try. Um, I currently play drums in a band, and oh, that's awesome! So What's your band called? Library Ghost. Oh, is that a reference to Ghost Bong Bong Bong? Yes. Ghost yeah. Bong. Yeah, Ghost Bong. <laughs> That's the one with Method Man and Red Man, <laughs> <laughs> where they die and come back as a bong. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's got 
Cheech, I think, in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know Chong. Probably. Cheech Martian. Cheech Martian. <laughs> and and yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's based off of Ghostbusters. Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. It's Bill Cosby character <coughs> in Ghost Bong. <laughs> Nick Freed. Yes. Nick Freed. Yeah. You saw me standing alone. And then I walked in your apartment. What apartment? I'm in a pod chamber. I don't live in the pod chamber. It's just connected to my apartment. Well, it's very nicely decorated. Thank you. I have a kobold who does all of this for me, you see. A kobold? A kobold. It's like a goblin, but it's bluish in color. Oh, okay. Her name is Balnaz. Oh, okay. Nick. Yes. When you were called, when you were summoned by my agents to appear before the Blaster podcast, Mm -hmm. you had the options of topics for to talk about today. And I said, would you like to talk about stars? And you said, nay, I want to talk about black holes. Yeah. Why is that topic something that you are wanting to talk about? Why is that topic something you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, uh, I have always been super interested in science. My grandparents used to take me to the St. Louis Science Center all the time. Um, and astronomy was a big thing for me. And, um, I remember the first time I saw an IMAX movie at the Science Center and the very beginning of every IMAX movie there, they show you sort of the power of IMAX and shows you how it can make you feel like you're on a roller coaster or something, but it was always in space and the first thing they did was blast you into space and then right into a black hole and then everything became a lot of like Tron colors and like Captain EO looking lines and lasers and it always made me really sick to my stomach after I got into the black hole and so so you wanted to face your fear by talking about it kind of of the internet yeah well I also I, I was a physics major for a semester in college and mostly because I had read A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. And I read The Long History of Time by Stephen Hawking. You, you should have checked that one out. Is it better than The Brief History? It's or? a lot longer. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll read that after this then. It's, a, it's written in real time. Oh, so he's still, he's still <laughs> currently still writing, writing it. So it, it is written in the amount of time that it takes him to actually write it. It's a long, super long. Yes, it's a dense and thick tome. Right. It's like a a bread bowl of a book. Oh. You know sourdough bread bowl. Yeah. You can get them in Wolfgang books. (laughs) Right. And that's kind of yeah. Like, okay. So okay, you you uh were uh, a a physics major for a bit. Yeah. And uh, black holes are physics. Right. That's nothing but physics, really. You said but physics. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's that's. I walked right into that one. No, I'm sorry that you said it. You said it. Oh, that I said butt physics. <laughs> Your parents are gonna be very upset. <laughs> well, I have to tell them not to listen to this. Hey, Mister and Mrs. Freed. <laughs> I know Nick is gonna tell you don't listen because he's all about butt psychics, but no butt physics, not butt psychics. What? Butt psychic. Butt psychic. That's when they know what is happening in the future of your butt. Oh, so like they just watch me eat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <coughs> they watch you eat and they watch the company that you keep because <laughs> you, n- you never know. If you're hanging out in a POW camp, you might have to wear some dude's uh, wristwatch. Yeah, you got to keister it so you can hold <laughs> it on 
for your son, Bruce Wilhelm. <laughs> Is that what it's called, keistering? Uh-huh. I never knew that. That's what we called it when I was growing up in the fine teen nifties. Oh, okay. Nick, let's stop talking about butts and start talking about black holes. I'd love to. Nick. 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 <laughs> Nick. Yes? Nick. Right. Nick. I'm still here. Nick. Yeah, I'm still here. Knock. Nick. Right? Nick knock. Who's there? N- Dottore! Oh! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Nick! Yes. I know that you know about black holes already, mm-hmm. but just like any of my students, before I teach you anything, you need to be punished. <laughs> what? And the best way to punish a student is with an examination, which is why, Nick, the fucking... Um, <laughs> Which is why, Nick, it is time for the Blaster Podcast Episode 6, Nick Freed Lightning Round Review, brought to you by Pritos. Pritos, now with twice the skin tags in every bag. Oh, God. There is no God. Nick, (laughs) let's get down to business. Okay. Are you ready for the Lightning Round Review about black holes? Yes. Okay. Question number one. Okay. Today's episode is about black holes. Who would win in a fight between Jack Black and Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath. Correct! Yes. Question number two. Black holes. Un, won't you come and wash away the rain? (laughs) Uh, yes. Correct! Question number three. Why is it that black holes suck everything in, but buttholes shoot everything out? Because they're opposite the, the different gravities and pressure systems. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Yes. Well done. You got that by the skin of your teeth. Question number four. Can God make a black hole so big even he can't eat it? No. Correct. (laughs) Question number five. Albert Einhaus's theory of genital relativity predicted the existence of black holes. Why couldn't it predict that the Phantom Menace would suck? Oh, um... Because George Lucas is outside of space and time. That is very correct. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Question number six. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a singularity? Uh, it, none. It, you can't do it. Correct. Question number seven. When a star collapses on itself, what happens to its SAG card? They have to re-petition to get it back. Correct. Question number eight. Um, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. You can do it, Zatori. You can do it. <coughs> I see the head. <laughs> <laughs> question number eight. Final question. Okay. Until he helped me write this episode, my science teacher roommate has been telling kids misinformation about... Bla- <laughs> <laughs> question number eight. Final question. Until he helped me write this episode, my science teacher roommate has been telling kids misinformation about black holes at his job. How does this make you feel? Angry. <laughs> yeah. Kids, I, kids should know what they are learning. They don't know anything, and he's teaching them wrong. Take that, you fucks. And there goes his job. 
<coughs> Nick, yeah. congratulations, my friend. You have garnered yourself a total of 55 whole points. Yay! Which can be redeemed at the episode's conclusion for a bushel of Galilabias. Of what? Galilabias. Are, are the, those labias that know that the s- s- earth rotates around the sun? Well, they, they know, but they told the church otherwise because they didn't want to get burned up. Tender oh. skin. Oh! <laughs> We have discussed who you are and what you are made out of, but there's one thing that remains elusive to my fact-hungry audience. What are back holes? You mean black holes? Yes, back holes. Uh, well, to understand what a black hole is, you need to first understand the sort of life cycle of a star. Blah, 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 blah. Skip to the good part. That's a surprising answer for a science show. Science show? I mean, it is. It is a science show. Right. Okay. Okay, so you know how stars are massive and have a lot of gravity? Yes, we orbit around the sun star. Right. But here's the weird thing about stars. Uh, They sort of want to collapse inward to implode under the force of their own gravity. So how come they don't just impose all the time? Because a second force, the explosive energy of nuclear fusion, is constantly pushing outwards. So stars, uh, they're like a nuclear furnace. They smash tiny atoms together to create new elements. One time I made a new element. Really? Yep. I mixed some sodium with a passion fruit. That's not an element. But it is part of a balanced breakfast. Focus, Dottore. During most of its life, uh, the star's explosive force and the gravitational compression are balanced against each other. Okay, These equal and opposing forces keep the star intact. That's how marriages stay together, because of equal fighting. Also, my dad stole bird carcasses. So, what are black holes again? Okay, black holes form when a star runs out of fuel. The star's tremendous gravity eventually wins out and crushes everything inward. What remains of the star is an incredibly massive, highly compressed core. Like a loaf of bread when I make my bread pills. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We've all done that when we were kids. Bread pills? Bread pills. You smoosh it. <coughs> oh, smoosh it real good. Okay. So, okay, so the remaining material has such high gravity that not even light can escape it. In space, no one can hear you, Scrum. Are you even listening? What? Of course! Now, just one more thing that I'm curious about, though. What is a black hole? I just told you what a black hole was. I'm just talking about holes. Okay, so a black hole is a supermassive star body smashed down into a space nugget. Yeah, pretty much. Are black holes real? Yes, I just told you. So, okay. If they're just a little ball of stuff with a big ego, why are they holes? <laughs> Shouldn't they be called black balls? Okay, that's a, that's a valid question. So, okay. So stay with me here, Tori. Uh, that supermassive core I mentioned becomes the very center part of the black hole. We call it a singularity. Right, the black ball. Yes. Uh, since the singularity's gravity is so strong, scientists think that it sinks through the fabric of space-time. This creates a hole in space-time, that's why the object is called a black hole. One time I wrote a time nobbler through space-time. FaceTime? No, space-time! See, see what I did there? You've been to Torrid! No! <laughs> <laughs> it burns! Want to know something really weird about black holes? Okay. Okay, so remember how we orbit around the sun? Yes. Well, scientists suspect that the center of the Milky Way galaxy, there is a supermassive black hole 
This thing is so powerful that stars orbit around it. It's like a superstar. Even more gravity than that. It's a Jesus Christ superstar. Shut up, Tatori. <coughs> Just read the lines, please. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, we've been smacking our bums for a while about holes now, but if you listened to Blaster Podcast before, you'll know that I can't just dip my feet into science. Right. I need to press my whole body up in it. Oh, God. Which is why, unbeknownst to you, we've actually been traveling at preposterous speeds this entire time, hurtling through the vacuum of space towards the center of our galaxy. Pod chamber is also a spaceship? Yes, it's the starship of the menagemation. What are you, Carl Sagan? Carl Sagan, the game system? No, Carl Sagan was an astrophysicist. Sega Saturn? Seriously? Sega. Uh, there's no time for serious now, Nick. We're almost there. Where? I already told you already. The center of the Monkey Way galaxy. Straight into the gaping maw of a supermassive black hole. <laughs> I... Don't believe you. Believe him. I've been piloting the pod chamber straight towards the heart of the void for the entire episode. <laughs> Balnaz, why would you do that? I long for death. Quiet down, Balnaz. You see, she has a glandular disorder. I heard that. Shut up and drive, homunculus. Cobalt. Six of one baker's dozen of the other. The Tori, this is bad. If we fly into that black hole, we'll be crushed by its gravity. No, we'll just land on top of it so it's underneath us. That's not how gravity works. What about Isaac Crouton in the Applehead experiment? Can you at least pull up a video feed so we can take a look at this thing? Um, Pod Chamber, do we have the video feed? Video feed activated. Hello, Nick. Hi, Pod Chamber. Stop hugging him, he's my friend! Ah, there we go. Look at the monitor, Nick. <gasps> a wonderful bananarama of stars. And look at those bright circles whirling around that mass of inky darkness. Pretty. That's an ac uh an accretion disc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an accretion dish disc. That's an that's an accretion disc. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> that's an accretion disc. <laughs> that's not how it is called. <laughs> I come from planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Gas and particles are being whipped around by the black holes from its gravity. They're gro <coughs> They're groping each other sexually. No, they're glowing because what? of friction, becoming white hot. And even worse things are going to happen to us if we don't turn around. But we just got here. We are passing through the event horizon now. Hooray! Fuck. Now, oh, hey, oh, Nick. There's no need for cuss words. Don't you get it? You idiot, we're going to be ripped apart and then crushed by unimaginable gravity. Yes, that would be true if we were in any no. I got possessed by an Italian man. <laughs> that's part of the gravity. Oh, the gravioli. That's a Futurama I stuff. Fuck, I gotta delete that now. Um, yes, that would be true if we were in any other vesicle. But the pod chamber is physics proof. Just lean back and enjoy the ride. Nothing is physics proof. Too late. Gadzoons, what a ride! Oh, my head is killing me. Nick, are you alright? Yes, just give me a second to catch my breath wind from my face mouth. What? What did you just say? What are you, a deaf leopard? Uh, Nick, what happened to your body? You're all puffy and swollen. Nick? Who's this Nick you speak of? 
My name is Dottore. I'm a man of science. Who are you supposed to be? I'm Dottore. Ray's idiot roommate Mark. That much is obvious. Holy crap. I am Dottore's idiot roommate Mark. I'm so skinny now. <laughs> hey, shut up. You shut up. I'm the host of the Padro Blastcast. Padro Blastcast? Yeah. It's my fun radio show for the internet. Surprised you've never heard of it. How did this happen? You mean, why do we pull a Freaky Friday? Or being John Malkovich? Or I like father like son? Or a face-off? I don't know if face-off counts. Because technically they only swapped feces. What about 13 going on 30? Balnaz, you idiot! That's about puberty, not swappies. Hey, why didn't Balnaz change? Because I'm in the supernatural-proof pilot tube. Yeah, that makes sense. In any ways, we didn't swap bodies. You're not Nick, you're Mark! And this isn't Blaster Podcast, it's Padro Blastcast! And we're an entirely new reality. Yes, I'm the only remnant from the original universe still here. So, in some alternate reality, Dottore Belorder's alter ego is his roommate Mark? And Nick Freed's alter ego is Dottore! Whoa, this is getting really meta. Yeah. Hey, hate black holes. I wish everything were back to normal again. Your wish is my command. Ah! Oh, whoa. Wait. <laughs> Wait, we're back to normal. I'm fat again! Well, fatter. Hey. According to the monitor, we're back on Earth, in Chicago. Well, I think it's obvious what happened. The pod chamber in the black hole-niverse was a magical genie that granted your wish when you were Dottore. I feel like that's impossible. Or maybe the drugs just wore off. What? Shazam! What are you looking at, asshole? Do you have those... Plug stickies. Plug stickies? Oh, fuck, yeah. Hold on. Just right over oh, that came. <laughs> 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 oh, there it is. <laughs> it's time for plugs. Nope. Wrong note. <laughs> like a moose with a hole in it. <laughs> it's time for plugs. Fuck, I can't sing it. I've lost my confidence. It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not hugs, but... Fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> it's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... Don't give me a hug. I won't. Don't touch me! I'm not. I'm sensitive. I know. Space issues. Space space we were just in we were <laughs> we did have space issues we did i'm glad we survived that ordeal me too oh that was, I was weird. scared that we were going to be just crushed into tiny little pieces you know some scientists think that after you go through a, a black hole you come out of a white hole which just shoots all the matter out the other end oh yeah <laughs> yes i learned it from michio kaku who's that he's a guy who picks up sailors on the wharf Oh. No, he's a theoretical <laughs> physicist. Oh, okay. So it's like opposite string theory? And it just, you, it, is it like the Langoliers? You mean when Balky Bartokamus got yeah, eaten when he by that Bugles? <coughs> yeah, when he got eaten by one of those. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're watching the Langoliers. If you're watching the Langoliers right now. Balky's going to get eaten by a Bugle. By a, one of those, like, mouthballs on a chain, like in Mario. A chain chomp. Yeah. Doesn't that what the Langoliers kind of look like? Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> it's time for plugs, buddy. Okay. That was your wake-up call. Oh. Get it together. It's together.
Okay, get it apart and shake it out into the microphone for plugging. Nick, you've been a radioactive substance today for the show. So Thanks. please radiate some of the things that you like to do and would like people to see. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be in Commedia King John by Chicago Del Arte, my company. Uh, we're doing it at the Den Theater, which is at 1333 North Milwaukee. Um, and we're performing until the 15th of December on Fridays and Saturday nights at 10 p.m. It's only $10. You can get tickets in advance on brownpapertickets.com. Or you can just purchase them at the door for ten dollars. It's a lot of fun. Show's only an hour long. There's a bar there. And who are you playing? I'm playing the Torre, oddly enough. Oh, a tale of two Torres. That's right. Interesting. Well, you've got some clownish shoes to fill, my friend. I do. And I try to fill them as best I can, mostly with sand. I never thought of sand. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Now you will think about it. I fill it with baby powder. Because I get sweaty. That's fair. And then I start shaving. <laughs> you start shaving? That's, yep. Oh. I just learned how. Oh, great. Yeah, I take a sharp shell from the ocean, and I scrape it all over. Oh. Yep. God. And then my zit side falls off. Your what side? My zit side. I don't know what that is. It's like, uh, uh, imagine uh, Jared Latour, my guest from episode one. Right. When he was a tiny zygote. Okay. Okay. Pre-zygote, when before the uh, legs and feet pop out. Okay. He was just a zit side. Oh, okay. So you have a bunch of tiny little people on your face? No, I wouldn't call Jared a people. Oh, okay. A bunch of tiny little Jareds on your face? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm working on it. Yes. This is going poorly. <laughs> Nick, would you like to plug anything else? No, that's that's about all I've got What's going the name on. of your stupid band, stupid? They're called Library Ghost. You can find them on Facebook. and On, on Facebook. Library I just Ghost. scared you into plugging it. What are they called again? Library Ghost. Where can I find them? Facebook. And do you play out? Uh, we will probably be playing in January at some point. I don't know when. And this is in Chicago, Illinois? In Chicago, Illinois, if you want to uh, come out to uh, various venues that we might play. You can also find Chicago Del Arte on Facebook and Twitter, too. I forgot to mention that. Twitter at Chicago Del Arte. Facebook, Chicago Del Arte. That's all. What style of music does your band play? Uh, we play sort of rockin' tunes. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of like... A electric rock like <laughs> oh you use the electric guitars how <laughs> yeah. modern yeah uh it's like uh kind of an alternative sound like a bob mold husker do kind of sound almost i don't know what any of those words mean oh, okay well that sounds like a good old time it's fun we have a band camp that has uh, our first ep on it bandcamp.libraryghost.com or libraryghost.bandcamp.com it's called the Charlie Brewster EP. Oh, that's awesome. Based on Charlie Brewster from Fright Night. Yep. We all know what that is. Oh, okay. Nick. Yes? Uh, you've been a tremendous guest. Thanks. But now Tatore's plugs are going to plug all over this microphone. Oh, God. All right. <coughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the voice of Tatore or the brain of Tatore, you might want to check out his roommate Mark's work. On Our Fair City, an epic internet radio drama comedy sci-fi post-apocalyptic series for the internet. <laughs> Our Fair City uh, is a delicious series. We are uh, rolling out the, uh, the last half of the third season right now. Uh, I'm involved in writing the fourth season and acting, and it is going to be a good time. You can find them at OurFairCity.com or on iTunes if you just look at OurFairCity. Also... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Also, if you like Blaster a Podcast, you might want to follow me, Detore, on Twitter at AskDetore. Like, hey, Detore, what's the beef? And I'll be like, it's a protein substance that falls out of a cow's skin, you idiot. <laughs> You're not an idiot. You're smart for listening this far. Uh, also, check me out on Facebook with the new Blaster Podcast page. page. Blaster Podcast page? <laughs> yes. Terrified. <laughs> I don't want to be. I, one lucky listener will get put into a cage and shipped <laughs> to Singapore to be a part of an elite dance club routine. Or to Slovakia, where all of your fans are. Thank you, Slovakia, <laughs> for being cool. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, if you scientists like Blastro Podcast, please click subscribe on iTunes. Be sure to get future episodes. And why, why not write me a little review? I like you. I do it for you. I would do it for you. <laughs> uh, this is the worst <laughs> Blastro Podcast I've ever done. Nick, I blame you. Not my fault. Wrong. Why did I do wrong? You d- looked at. Don't look at me when I'm podcasting. <laughs> don't look me in the eye. You want me, to, <laughs> you want me to turn turn this chair around and I'll just stare at the wall and. Yes, look at that picture of Balnas. Oh. <laughs> I know. There's a lot. There's a lot of coarse, leathery skin on her, but you know, no one's perfect, Nick. Got to protect yourself somehow. Yep, she needs to be protected because I flagellate her brutally. <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm a scientist. I just want to know what it'll be like. Oh. It turns out it's bad for everyone involved. Oh, okay. She secretes a kind of ooze. <laughs> oh. Do you want to know the secret of the ooze? Yes. It's blood! <laughs> I didn't know that. No, you know. Psst, <laughs>